Welcome to the RPG After Years, your weekly show covering all things RPGs from the past, present, and future. This is episode 109. I'm Scott. And I'm Rich. Today, we're just going to take it back, kick it easy, and talk about what we've been up to the last few weeks. And there's been lots of RPG news in the meantime. Can anyone say Kingdom Hearts 4? Holy shit. But before we hit the news, let's catch up. All right, Rich. Uh, we haven't done this in a minute, so I'm sure you've been playing just all kinds of games, right? Like, this is going to take a while. <laughs> this is going to take three seconds. Uh, no, I haven't been playing many games uh, last couple weeks because, one, we had a King, uh, we had uh, Chrono uh, Trigger uh, review and stuff, but I played a little bit of uh, Gears of War 4 because I got a Series X. Um, I you just have, wanted something to play on your Series X, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus, that Game Pass is pretty sweet. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, uh, Lunar Silver Story Harmony on my Vita because that's it's an old RPG. And I was kind of curious. About six hours in, not a bad, not a bad thing. Um, I did play some Chrono Cross as well. I did put it on the list. Um, I don't know. That game's not grabbing me as well as I thought it would. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Are you- do you think I'll you're going to be able to try? I was about to say, are you going to be yeah. able to get through it? Yeah, I'll, I'll be able to get through it. It's just going to be playing little pieces at a time. But I'm just super excited about the new RPG club. So I just <laughs> haven't really, I haven't really wanted to play other games like RPG wise because I know I'm going to put my time into this. And typically when we have these clubs, I put more time into those. I understand. Um, so I haven't played much. But other than that, uh, I'm back at the gym. And that's it. Yeah, we've been talking about that a little bit in the party planning. By the way, patrons, if you want to hear Rich and I's conversations prior to recording every week, that's a patron mm-hmm. benefit. Party planning. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of dirty stuff we talk about. We get real. In it's there. spicy. <laughs> um, but that's that's really all I've been doing, though. I just I, I, Basement's almost done. Uh, the new dog gets here in about a week. Um, so when this episode comes out, it will be about four days. No, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Three days. Um, right, and yeah, I'll have that, and I'll show him on stream next time we have record. That is going to be I'll adorable. Figure out how we're going to do the recording next Sunday. Yeah, because uh, I guess your wife can't watch it while you're recording, right? <laughs> well, no, on Sunday that's when we go get him. So, oh, okay. No, no, we'll be fine. Never mind, we'll be fine. All right. Um, but yeah, that's really all I've been playing. Um. Weren't there other oh, a couple, a couple other games you had started and were trying to make some headway in? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. I maybe this maybe this is why you never finish games is because you you start them and then you for, forget you even started them. Yeah, that's probably it. that's yeah. why I'm trying to not like play as many as a time like you. You are you complete all those. Me, I just I can't. I have I have terrible ADD when it comes to. Uh, playing video games and my backlog is just like stupid long mm-hmm. um, and you panic okay. <laughs> and you cry in the shower and you just can't complete games apparently not all right then as for me i've been playing bloodstained still i'm almost done with that i'm like literally in the last area so i'll probably finish that tomorrow next time i stream mm-hmm. it uh still been playing it takes two with Corey. 
we're uh, far into that now. Um, should only be a couple more sessions of that, hopefully. But it's a longer game than I expected. So if I had known how long it was, I probably wouldn't have picked it as a boyfriend's stream game. I was wondering because I was like, man, you playing? You and Corey have been playing that for a while. Yeah. Well, I only have them on like once every couple of weeks. So, oh. um, yeah. The, did you hear that the they're making a movie out of it and uh, The Rock is in talks to be in it? <laughs> of course, The Rock is in there. It's... Why would you make a movie? Is this like, is this going to save marriages? I could see a, how it could be a movie, scale. but the the main character, the male main character, is like nothing like The Rock, so <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Well, The Rock is a, a magical man. He can play whatever he wants and still make it look good. I guess so. He even tries to rap. <laughs> I've also still been playing Horizon Forbidden West. I'm still loving that, but I'm stuck on a boss right now. It's the first time I've been really stuck. Um, to be fair, I've only tried like a you know, five or six times though. So I need to go back and do that. Um, we're done some more story stuff, liking it a lot. Just have a lot left of the map to clear out. It's a little daunting. Uh, like I told you, we're still playing final fantasy theater rhythm curtain call. Although I'm thinking I'm probably going to drop that for some reason. I, uh, on the field music stages, you have to like hold your stylus on a note and then move it up and down with like the wave that's connected to it. Uh, it's hard for you to imagine if you haven't seen it before, but for some reason, my DS won't register that movement oh. correctly. Like I get bad ratings on those notes like half the time, and it just pisses me off. So, <laughs> And I've, I've tried switching to just button controls too, and that didn't help. So hmm. apparently it's just me, but hmm. it's disappointing because I was enjoying it at first. Of course, we both beat Chrono Trigger since last time we Yay. did catch up so i'll give us a a game beaten for both of us good job rich thanks i was only um, like two days late <laughs> yeah there you go and then i've also beaten three more games uh life is strange true colors zelda majora's mask and of course tales of arise which we plan to begin the review of next week because for yes. once rich and i finished a game the same game without being required to by the podcast no <laughs> can you believe it awesome <laughs> it's so awesome i'm excited about it and uh we're gonna have Corey on the show for the first time in a long time now i believe so <laughs> um life is strange true colors i was a little disappointed by it's, it's kind of weak for a life is strange game it might be my least favorite one they've done uh, and then, of course, Zelda Majora's Mask. This is like probably in the double digits amount of times that I've beaten that. But I just wanted to revisit it again. I love that game so much. But yeah, that's the games I've been up to. I'm going to be start going ham on Bravely Default 2 this week. So, oh, I forgot you were still playing that one. Yeah, I had to give it up for a couple of weeks just because I took on too many games to be streaming. Yeah, I'm I'm so ready to bank all my points and make you play a game. Oh, Don't shit. worry, it's not going to be Final Fantasy. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, as far as Tales of Arise, Corey is still working on like the side content. He's got like ninety nine percent completion. Um, Damn. There's just this one super boss where you have to fight all the lords at once, and he's not been able to get through that yet. So <laughs> even though Damn. he's level one hundred. Oh, is he okay? Is he he's maxed out then? Yeah, he could probably get okay. some better equipment if he went out of his way, but. 
I can understand. Yeah. Like even just one lord can be tough in that game. So <laughs> true. Yeah. But anyway, I'm so excited. That's what I've been up to. Um, life updates. I might be buying a house soon, but Corey and I have been desperately searching for houses. We're starting to uh, have friends here down in Florida. So things are looking scary, but exciting in the coming days. Oh, and I got my certification. I'm a certified scrum master as of uh, Thursday. So look at you. Yeah. So I proud of you. Got trained up. I'm going to scrum the shit out of this show. I'm going to make like a planning board. And no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. It's last you see of me. <laughs> yeah. But all right. Um, the RPG club. So for those that don't know, the RPG club is a segment that we do every other week on this show where uh, we, along with the community, play along the same chunks of the same games at the same time. There's deadlines. You can think of it like a book club, but for RPGs. And so I was able to announce last week that the current or the new game is uh, the very controversial Final Fantasy XIII. And uh, I think in general, people are excited to play it despite its reputation. It's not that bad. I don't know why I mean, people give such a I mean, I agree. I love FF13, personally. but <laughs> And so does Corey. But, uh, so we've got the checkpoints. The first checkpoint is to complete Chapter 3, which is the, um, the Lake Brescia chapter. So um, after you get Snow's Eidolon, that's when Chapter 3 ends, for those that are confused. But... That's due on May 15th, but y'all better not start it yet because the club hasn't kicked off. The club kicks off on Sunday, May 1st, so that is one week from today as of this recording. If you're listening to this live when it releases to the public, that's only a few days away. So Yes. I'm just, I just so want to play this, yeah. and I have to stick to the schedule. Yes. You, you cheating bastards can, che- can start it now. And we'll never know, but Scott will know if I do it. He just knows. <laughs> yes. I'm hoping that... Um, I came up with the checkpoints myself because this is like the first time I've done that, I think, because I'm, I was already super familiar with the game. Um, but Corey and I are going to like play it remotely with Lauren. Otherwise, I would have voted Vagrant Story since I was like, I do not need to play FF13 again. <laughs> I've, I've beaten it like five or six times already. So. Yeah, but you need to beat it again. Apparently, apparently. Yeah, but, but Lauren gets to play, so that's nice. Yeah, I think she'll like it. But yeah. Hopefully she'll understand the battle system because uh, FF10 was a lot for her. She did it, but <laughs> anyway, are you ready to move on to the news? We got plenty of it. Let's let's do this. Hear ye, hear ye! Gather round for all your news. Stop your clatter and listen close. Alas, you won't believe your ears. Listen close for the news. First up was probably the biggest surprise uh, that has come in the last few weeks. This was one week ago today that we learned about this, I think, right? Or was it two weeks? Oh, it was two weeks ago because we yeah, recorded two weeks ago. a Chrono Trigger early. So we found out about this like a week be- or a couple hours before we recorded the last episode. But Kingdom Hearts 4 has been unceremoniously announced. They did a 20 or like a 20th anniversary special stream event that was like 12 or 20 minutes long or something started off showing us how they're going to be doing, doing the end of the mobile game kingdom hearts, dark road. But then they announced a new mobile game called kingdom hearts, missing link. 
so maybe we should talk about that first. Um, it looks much more high production value than Kingdom Hearts uh, Union Cross. Uh, it's it's not chibi sprites. It's like full 3D models, 3D battling, action RPG looking game. Looks very high production for um, for a mobile game. Did you watch the little bit they showed on this? No, I didn't. Uh, the only reason because I don't want to get spoiled too much on this stuff because I don't I don't know Kingdom Hearts story, and I, yeah. I do want to finish all that. I don't know how all these mobile games fit in though. It's just crazy. <sighs> the you know. <laughs> The mobile games are important, though. Unfortunately, they still made the stories of those uh, tie in to the main, the, like the main console games. Um, I was mostly okay, just kind of knowing in general what happens in Union Cross when I played Kingdom Hearts three. But they, I don't know why they keep doing this, making it important. Uh, so the Kingdom Hearts Missing Link is a mobile title that will let players experience a new story set from the realm of Scala Ad Kylum into the real world. So Scala Ad Kylum was like the final uh, area in Kingdom Hearts 3. So I guess we're going to learn more about what happened in that city. Um, that's really all I've got to say about Missing Link, though. It's a mobile game. I probably won't play it. Maybe I'll watch a cutscene compilation. But yeah. But moving on, the real thing was Kingdom Hearts 4. And so you watched this trailer, right? I did. I, I, if I remember correctly on it, it was pretty nice. Yeah, it was really surprising because it had sort of a new visual style. Um, Sora looks a lot more realistic. And we have confirmation from Nomura that the reason that is is because he is in Quadratum, which is the uh, realistic Tokyo, Japan, Shibuya world. Um, which, by the way, he is also confirmed is not connected to The World Ends With You at all, which was honestly a little disappointing for me. But, um, huh. And I don't, I don't know how much you know about this, Rich, but you are aware that Kingdom Hearts 3 introduced this Quadratum world, which is basically Nomura's um, version of Versus 13. This is how Nomura is getting his game, after all. <laughs> I did not know that, and uh, okay. Yeah, that's what this world is based on, like all of his Versus 13 ideas. Nice. Um, There's even a character introduced in Kingdom Hearts 3 named Yozora, who is basically um, Nomura's original Noctis. (laughs) Oh. Um, His his name even means like the same thing, like Night Sky Prince or something like that. Um, I need to play these games. Yeah. Um, so we see Sora wake up in an, an apartment, which apparently is going to be like his base of operation in the early games. He's woken up by this girl named Strelitzia, who is apparently uh, introduced in Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. I saw a tweet uh, about this where it was like, bro, who the fuck is Strelitzia? I've played all the games. And then the reply was mobile game. And he was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um so that you see him like run outside, heartless attack. There's this big Mondo, like dark side looking heartless boss that Sora fights. His keyblade turns into like a like a grappling chain blade type thing. Um, which is a, a new move we haven't seen him use before. His feet are no longer clown shoes, as we've discussed. Um, but I thought it looked really cool. And the way it like transitions seamlessly from cutscenes into battles. 
I know we saw that a lot in like Seven Remake, but yeah. The I guess the one thing that people are speculating about is there's a couple shots of this like wooded area, and there's one shot where people think they can see the leg of an ATST, which are the Chicken Walker robots from Star Wars. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so so the woods look like indoor, right? Uh, and if you look at that leg, it kind of really does look like that. So it's hard to say for sure. But Man. I think we're getting Star Wars, if I'm a betting man. Or Star hey, Wars I really world. hate the fact, uh, you know, there's no Final Fantasy stuff. They uh, mostly didn't have any final fantasy stuff in kingdom hearts three until the dlc um in which like squall and Aerith and yuffie and them returned but even then it was just for a few cutscenes. um but maybe they'll make it more king uh final fantasy ish in this next one i doubt it but we shall see like it's weird you know because everybody thought we would get um what do you call it uh Noctis in 15, because you know he's the newest main Final Fantasy character. But no, Nomura wanted his Noctis. Yep. <laughs> I was shocked that I expected Lightning, too, because she's never been in a Kingdom Hearts game. She'd be badass. I, mm-hmm. I don't, this is a controversy thing, but like Lightning, I think, is probably one of the most badass characters out there in Final Fantasy, in my opinion. I understand why nobody else, or like a lot of people, like really can't stand her, but I agree with you that Lightning's pretty cool, especially in the first game. IMO. Oh, the first game, she's amazing. They kind of dumb her down a little bit in the second and the third one. It's just like, I don't know. And there's plot reasons for that, but like, I didn't. Mm -hmm. That was one complaint I have about the sequels. Um, Let's see. We'll get there. What else do we got here? I'm trying to look at some other of these articles. I've, I've read up on all of this. And so, again, Sora looks realistic because he is in Quadratum. And I'm assuming he will look back to his more cartoony uh, look as he goes into the other worlds. And so, this isn't new. Uh, in past Kingdom Hearts games, in certain worlds, Sora would change his appearance. Like in Pirates of the Caribbean, he's in a pirate outfit. In the Lion King world, he turns into a lion. So, yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, the trailer does end with a shot of Donald and Goofy in this uh, blank, like, black space world. It doesn't. They're just searching for Sora for some reason. Well, because, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but of what happens at the end of KH3. Aren't they always looking for him? They're usually together, but oh. uh, then they hear a mysterious voice, which is pretty much more or less confirmed to be Hades from Hercules. So the theory is that Donald and Goofy are searching the underworld for Sora. Um, but yeah, I want Donald and Goofy to come to Quadratum and then turn super realistic, just like these <laughs> abomination duck and dog humanoid people. <laughs> Eldritch horrors. Taken out. Yeah. <laughs> Although I doubt Donald will still heal, heal Sora. Let's see. Um, Quoting Nomura, from Sora's point of view, Quadratum is a world on the other side of his own world in reality, a fictional world. However, from the point of view of the inhabitants of Quadratum, their world is the real one, and the place Sora and his friends hail from is the other side, the fictional world. So that probably doesn't make any sense to you, but... <laughs> nope, just a bunch of weird mumbo-jumbo, like, hippie stuff. Mm-hmm. Donald and Goofy are looking for clues to Sora and the original world. 
Everything you saw in the trailer before the title appeared is from Quadratum, and Sora will look realistic there, but if he returns to the original world, the shaders will make him look closer to Donald and Goofy. So, ah, apparently some people that. shot it, uh, spotted that the battle menu has a build command, which is new. Um, looks like reaction commands are returning. And, yeah, I, th- I think that's about all the info we have on Kingdom Hearts 4 so far. I'm betting that this thing is still minimum like three years away. I could be wrong, and I hope I am. But I mean, shit! How long ago did we hear when Final Fantasy 16 was announced? I know, and uh, so what? The, I feel like there was a long time between KH3's announcement and actual release, like five or six years or some shit. Yeah, but what's really interesting about this, though, Scott, is the fact that this is an Nvidia leak, and we'll yes. talk about that later. So I think a lot of people didn't expect Kingdom Hearts 4 to be announced this soon. Like like in Kingdom Hearts fashion, you would typically get, you know, three side games at least between numbered entries. So, yeah, we are getting Missing Link. But other than that, I, who knows what will happen? Maybe they'll announce more games. But uh, one other note I have here that is that apparently Nomura had the choice to either make Kingdom Hearts 4 or to make Verum Rex, which is would have been a spinoff of Kingdom Hearts based on this Quadratum world and Yozura, who is basically Nomura could have chosen to do his version of Versus 13 that he's been wanting to do all these years. And he chose Kingdom Hearts 4 because he thought that fans uh, would prefer that because they're concerned about Sora's fate, having seen the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. God damn it, I need to... God damn it i gotta play these games (laughs) there's a lot to it and it's like a freaking conspiracy chart it's so huge i mean jay was so he loves those games i remember when he was on the show he talked about those yeah kingdom hearts is like so ingrained into the rpg culture now Mm -hmm. so i mean they're great well some games are better than others but most of them are pretty good i think the uh talks of how stupid and complicated uh the plot is is way overblown it's not that difficult um, there is some weirdness. Yeah, when when they introduce time travel, that's when it gets a little messy. But <laughs> other than that, there's time travel. Oh God! Not until later in the series, like way later. But okay, it does, good. It does make things more complicated. Uh, they, nice. they jumped the shark a little bit there, in my opinion. Nice. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I think it looks really cool. I can't wait for it. I'll definitely be you know pre-ordering it, playing it day one, and. Uh, I'm gonna love it. Do you got any? Maybe I need to, I need to play these games so when it comes out day one, me and you can play this together. Yeah, and they're not like super long games either. Typically, as long as you like play them consistently. But yeah, any other thoughts on KH4? Nope. Okay. All right, so let's talk about this. So Xenoblade Chronicles Three. You know, it had original release date of like September, right? And you've yeah. heard, being in the industry of gaming releases and stuff like that, most games release, like, they get a delay. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to push it back a couple months. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. Xenoblade did something a little bit different. Uh, they announced their release date is actually moving up. So they're moving up to July 29th, 2022. So I don't know many games that have ever decided to, you know, just, hey, we're just going to release early uh, instead. So... What are your thoughts on that? Selfishly, this was bad news for me. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? Well, I'm in the middle of Horizon Forbidden West, 
I don't want to start another big game uh, until I beat that. And so my plan was to play Xenoblade 2 after I finished Horizon, and then to play uh, Xenoblade Torna, which is like the DLC that's almost a, its own game after uh-huh. Xenoblade 2. Uh, now that they've moved this up to July, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish all those games before then. <laughs> there was a nope. ch- there was a chance when it was in September, <laughs> but uh, basically this news confirms that I won't be playing this on release. <laughs> unfortunately, I might not either, but I want to have it now. I really, I really, really want the collector's edition. Um, I think I, I think it's only in Europe though. Yeah, yeah, uh, which means we'd have to go through Bill. Which is fine, but it means you don't get the game till well after release, and shipping is not exactly cheap from UK nope. to here. So, I was, I'm hoping they do something here in the United States. Why wouldn't they? Because Nintendo sucks when it comes sense. to special editions here. I don't know why Whoever, Europe gets them and we don't. It's sad. What makes me upset is the fact that I, I honestly think there's a wheel that Nintendo has and it says, all right, we're gonna spin this wheel. Does Japan get the collector's edition? Does Europe get the collector's edition or does America? They just spin that wheel. Is it that oh, fuck you, America? Yeah. So And actually just a couple of days ago they announced um the Splatoon three release date, which is in September. Yep. So that's the theory is why Xenoblade was moved forward is to avoid, you know, two of their biggest releases uh, clashing with each other. Yep. Well and I think isn't there something else releasing on uh, July 29th that basically is oh, going to get killed? Yeah, so uh, I think Xenoblade 3 comes out like two days after Live Alive. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, Square. That sucks for Live Alive, though. I hope it's still successful. I'm, I'm going to get it. I've got it pre-ordered, and I'm going to play it at yeah. some point, because I like that style. Yeah, I know I you guys it. just finished it, too. Yeah, I definitely plan on replaying it. Uh, it'll be different enough to be its own experience, I think. Yeah. Um, did so, you watch the trailer fast, for this? Uh, no, I have not. I've been. I don't watch many trailers on games. I'm really interested in because I don't want to lose that suspense on it. Uh, but I've seen some shots and I've seen some uh, uh, thing, some screenshots of it. And the battle system's crazy. Um, up to seven characters. There's a lot of stuff going on in those shots. Uh, new link systems, um, classes you can change. It, it there's robots. Yeah. Um, oh, so from what I could tell, uh, it looks like, like you said, you, all your characters are on the field at once, which is pretty nuts. And I'm wondering how chaotic that's going to get. Um, for, the battle system seems to be closer to Xenoblade 1 than Xenoblade 2, although it may, it may be too early to tell. Uh, and it looks like there's a new system where you can have two characters merge into like a, a golem-like mech type creature and that's when you get like your really powerful attacks of course me not knowing the characters or knowing what the heck's going on uh i didn't really think that the trailer was too spoilery because by the time the game comes out i won't remember any of that (laughs) or who's what or what's happening so yep i think they're linked together like all the games were linked that's the cool thing about this one right is it's bringing in um elements from Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2, almost like they're in a merged world somehow. Uh, I think there were shots of the, I forget what they're called, but like the Titans from Xenoblade 1. You've got the the High Entia from Xenoblade 1 and then uh, some elements from Xenoblade. I'm, I'm not familiar with Xenoblade 2, so I didn't, I don't really know what I'm seeing when I watch this, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, 
so I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great game. I, I played Xenoblade 1 and loved it. it. Oh, that was one of the games that you had started and gotten a fair way into. Right? Oh, I'm still I'm still plugging around. I'm stuck in a spot. Okay. And I may want to talk to everybody off, off stream in our, in our Discord about it, but I'm stuck in a spot. I think I'm underleveled. I'm just not sure. So, The game is certainly more balanced to favor you're doing side quests. Yeah, uh, and that's my problem. I've told you this before, but I did like every fucking side quest. And when I got to the final area, I was still struggling a little bit against the enemies there. So I probably, you could probably not have to do all the side quests and just be better than me. But <laughs> yeah, uh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, but I'm but excited. No, I, I am. So I, I think it's going to be good. I honestly think this is going to be one of Nintendo's um, more staple rpgs that they have out there so yeah and i like the um keep the character designs too oh yeah the, most the character designs the enemy models uh the uh weapons and stuff like all that looks really awesome yep well okay uh i guess we can move on yep so next up is another huge surprise honestly digimon survive is finally being released and it's in only a few months the it's oh Maybe this is what you were thinking. Wait a minute. Hang on. I clicked the wrong article. No, it uh, is. Oh, I did. Yeah. What is the release oh, you date? Clicked it. Digimon oh. Survive release date. I think you did click the wrong one. Or did we? July 28th. The day before Xenoblade. So we got Live Alive, Digimon Survive, Xenoblade. Yay, my wallet. So I want to know, the, the this game is famous for being delayed over and over and over again almost like vaporware it's never coming out um but this got moved ahead too so i guess digimon fans rejoice that it's it's happening oh my god yeah <laughs> i'm i'm kind of excited for it because the fact that i've had it pre-ordered for like three years yeah you have to let so, us know how it is yeah be do you have anything time. else to add here though because i don't really know anything about the game other than it's uh it, it's infamy no. of being delayed over and over so that's the only thing i know about it really it's still the same stuff um are you thinking about playing it no unless i mean unless you play it and you're like this is the best game ever which i doubt now i've said that before and you've never agreed with me on some things so i don't True. tell you those are things anymore yeah uh no that's about it uh looks like rpg fans will be eating good at the end of july yeah we're gonna eat pretty good then all right, so the next thing we have is Shin Megami Tensei Five sales pretty good, actually. So what that means is they've uh, surpassed 1 million units sold worldwide. I don't know about this game. I have it, but I just don't... I don't know. It didn't look like something I liked. Yeah, I watched... Um, I watched some people play it on Twitch, and it looks like a good game. It doesn't look like something I would enjoy. I think yeah. it's too gameplay focused. From what I saw of the story, it didn't really grab my attention. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying I don't think that I would get a lot out of it. Or yeah, we're it kind just... of like the type that likes the stories. Yeah, we need stories. And I've heard games. that was like one criticism of the game was the story was like just kind of okay for even for SMT. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that it sold well. I guess because. Again, if these things sell well, then you, typically you get more of them. So it's kind of like a, a bit of a revival for SMT mm-hmm. here. And, uh, Good. I mean, I know people that loved it. So 
Uh, GG's to Atlas. Yeah. Alright, here is another, uh, a bit of a surprise. So, Square Enix has trademarked Tactics Ogre Reborn in Japan. So, this was another game that was in the NVIDIA GeForce leak. <laughs> Ooh. Um, and it lines up for a potential announcement. Um, of course, you know, Chrono Cross, Radical Dreamers, Kingdom Hearts 4, Act Razor, Renaissance, all those games were also included in the NVIDIA leak. We're going to be talking uh, more specifically about that later. There's even a piece of key art here for Tactics Ogre. I don't really know much about Tactics Ogre. Have you ever played one or anything? No, I have I, not. I just know it's a series from, what, like the PlayStation 1 that gained some uh, ground and RPG fans, especially tactical RPGs. Um, let's see. It was filed on March thirty first, twenty twenty two. So I think it's. Uh, I think that's pretty much confirmed. Trademarks don't always confirm shit, but I think this is too much of a where there's smoke situation. So, um, but yeah. So that's pretty unexpected news. And this is less of a news story, but just like a PSA. Chrono Cross, uh, the Radical Dreamers edition, apparently has a new hidden post-credits scene. And how you unlock this is, is you beat both Chrono Cross and Radical Dreamers, and then you go to the credits from the main menu of the collection, and then after that, it plays a new scene. It's, yep. it's uh, ignited a lot of speculation. From what I understand, I don't want to know personally what's in that scene yet, because I, I'm, I'm trying to stay spoiler free on Chrono Cross despite it being such an old game and so far I've been successful but I don't suppose you looked up anything did you nope I want to be uh, surprised about that too because I will finish it I, I you know we'll see right so uh, that's just a PSA if anybody is not aware that that scene exists you can just beat both games and then go watch it and yep. don't and don't tell us what happens <laughs> <laughs> All right, so side-scroller RPG Euden Chronicle Rising launches May 10th for consoles and PC. Now, is this the, the one, the big one, or is this the one that they just did as a secondary one? Um, so this is, like, not the big one. This is the, okay. it's supposed to be, like, a prequel, like, kind of an introduction to the world and the characters. Okay, so this one has been announced for May 10th. Um, it comes to PS5. PS4, Xbox, uh, Series S and X, Xbox One, Game Pass, uh, console, PC. Ooh, I get that on P Game Pass. <laughs> uh, Nintendo Switch and PC, uh, Steam, GOG, Epic, priced at $14.99. Um, so basically, it's the side-scrolling uh, prequel-like entry, entry, like you said. Um, it looks kind of interesting. And uh, the Aiden Chronicle is the Kickstarter thing that's supposed to be like a, a spiritual successor to Sweet Coden. Um, it's got that cool HD 2D style, um, and you recruit a bunch of different characters, I guess. I've never played a Sweet Coden, but, you know, a lot of people love those games. And it looks yep. good. I was personally a little off-put by the fact that they wanted to do this prequel game first as an introduction, like maybe have a successful launch of your property first before you start doing side games. But <laughs> Agreed. Unless, unless they had this already... And they were like, you know, we were going to do this and it's already done. Do we just release this one first yeah. and just kind of go from there? I mean, that could be the, the business idea behind it. I think that people have already started previewing it. So I think it's going to show a lot about the kind of quality we can expect. 
if this game gets good reviews or not. Like whether the I think the the main game is called Ayudin Chronicle Hundred Heroes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if that game is actually going to be any good, because you know Kickstarter games can be hit or miss. So. Yeah, there's one Kickstarter game that I'm super excited about that I've backed, and it finally got announcements that it's going to be releasing this year. But we'll talk about that later on. Not not this episode, but okay, it's going to be kind of cool. You've piqued my curiosity. But yeah, so look out for the uh, Aiden Chronicle, and I'll let you guys play it and tell me how it is. So. Yep. So next up, we got a new trailer for Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. This is the uh, Muso Dragon or Muso Warriors game title for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, it's got a couple interesting things in this trailer. We kind of already figured it was probably a prequel to Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, it introduced the new main character. I think his name was, their name was Shez, because you can choose the gender. Um, you can still choose between one of the three houses and which alignment you side with. You have three different stories. Um, the, the big story twist here was, at the end, it looks like you're fighting Byleth, the main character of uh, the of three houses. Um, and it looks like there's some kind of like demon assassin. So that doesn't really fit with what we know about Byleth from uh, so Three Houses. It's a, so it's probably a it's not a it's a not a sequel that, or it's not a prequel. It's a sequel. Um, well, I guess it's possible that we don't know what happened. Um, we don't know a lot about Byleth's past, um, what they were doing before being recruited into the the monastery. Uh, with all the weird magic shit that goes on with that character that people know about if you played the game, I guess it's possible that they were some kind of demon assassin before <laughs> being found by their uh, their dad. But okay. uh, and then I also know it's a prequel or suspect it's a prequel because there was one shot of a character in your party that you meet in three houses who went missing the previous year and then they find her and she's she's turned into a demon at that point mm. so maybe we'll see this character as they were when they were a human it, it should be interesting um cory really loved three houses i thought it was pretty good myself is one of our first uh after years reviews we did so we'll see um but yeah so that's it for that i wish it wasn't a warriors game personally but what can you do all right, so the Witcher 3 next-gen update has been delayed again. So it's being... I, I, womp, whatever. Womp, womp. Yep. CD Projekt Red still doing their thing. Um, it was planned to be out quarter two of 2022, but then they decided to not do that. So they're thinking maybe October? Yeah. But we shall see. They're still trying to fix Cyberpunk. They're still trying to do some things. I guess I just what's really weird to me is the fact that um, there's other game companies out there that have done their next gen updates and never had to like get out quickly. So I guess maybe they're just treading on like super thin or treading super lightly just because of how much of a disaster Cyberpunk was. They want to make sure that this everything they put out from here on for for a while is like perfect on release. <laughs> I uh, guess. Yeah, but I guess we could have seen this coming as well. Corey booted Cyberpunk up again not too long ago, and he's been like kind of playing that on the side. He said it's it's way better than it was, but it's still 
pretty buggy. So <laughs> apparently, awesome. which is unfortunate. But he says it's at least playable now. But eventually, we'll have uh, Witcher Three on PS Five. Maybe, might. So next story: Scarlet Nexus sales have passed one million, while Game Pass helped it reach two million players. Um, this is like the anime uh, action RPG that came out. I think it was like last last year or something. Mm-hmm. I was initially interested in it, but as it got closer to release, it looked more and more budget to me than I was expecting. And I actually watched somebody play this on Twitch for a while, and I was uh, I was underwhelmed by it. <laughs> However, I know there's at least a couple people in our community, including Jay, who played through it and said it was pretty good. So I don't know. It's on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, then that's how. Okay, so it was published by Bandai Bandai Nemco. So I don't know. Maybe this is a property that will stick around for a while. We'll see. I think that's all we got on that. Um, so before we continue on with the news, we are going to take a quick break, and then we'll jump back in on our return. Do you like video games? Of course you do. Do you believe people should have positive mental health? Also, of course you do. Then come join me on Dragoon Effect, an audio-only Let's Play podcast that cares about your mental health. Come listen as I play through games like Alan Wake, Hellblade, Send You a Sacrifice, Doki Doki Literature Club, and talk about my life and my mental health and encourage others to do what's best for them and talk about it openly. We hope to see you soon. Okay, we are back, and Rich is going to start us off here. I'm going to start you guys off with something pretty sweet, a mobile game. <laughs> Front Mission Borderscape announced for the mobile devices. So this is you know, obviously published by Square Enix, uh, developed by Blackjack Studios, announced for Front Mission Borderscape. Um, it's in the Mech Strategy franchise. It's the mobile entry. So um, i trying to think here. I mean, That's the big thing it. here is that front mission of all things, right? It's coming back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we kind of already knew that because there was, what, there was that other front mission game released um, or announced during that Nintendo Direct. Yes. Uh, it was a remaster. Right. But, again, it's a it's a old Sony, uh, Square property that they're all of a sudden deciding to revive. So it's just like Square is really seeming to value their old IPs more here later. That or... That or they got nothing. You mean no? They big have nothing releases. new. Yeah, they have nothing new at all. They every time they put out something new, it just tanks hard. So yeah. they're like, well, maybe we just go back and uh, re-release stuff for the moment. We'll see. I don't think anybody's really excited for a mobile game, but it is cool that Front Mission is getting some attention. I guess. And I think I told you the story right, where uh, when they showed the Front Mission remake trailer during that direct, and Corey was watching, he was like. Hell yeah, Front Mission. And I was like, the fuck? You've played Front Mission? <laughs> of all things? No, I didn't expect that. But, yeah. What else don't I know about Corey's past, you think? Hmm. All sorts of things. <laughs> Intrigue. But yeah. Okay, so this is just a, a quick little thing. Uh, NIS America has announced Printy Presents NIS Classics Volume 3 for Switch and PC, and it includes the games La Pucelle Ragnarok and Rhapsody, A Musical Adventure. I don't know anything about these games, but I know that the NIS 
uh, has its fans of their games. So I thought I'd include it in the news. I know the uh, some of the other NIS classics included some Disgaea spinoffs so far, I think. But these Penny, Penny Presents games must be uh, doing pretty good for them to do three of them in pretty quick succession. So Yeah. That's all I got. Y'all know I didn't like Disgaea, so... <laughs> All right, so this is a announcement for uh, Yeast 8. Uh, if you've played it before, it's been out for a while. It's been on, um, let's see, PS4 version. It's PS4, PS5, or no, sorry, PS4, Vita, Switch. And now the announcement is it's coming to PlayStation 5 with all previous DLCs bundled into it. Um, it's releasing sometimes in the fall 2022. So if you've really liked these games, go for it. Um, I've actually been playing this one. It's not bad. I've heard good things. Um, I've heard it's better than East 9. Uh, and it looks like this PS5 release is coming with all the DLC bundled into it. Uh, honestly, I almost this was almost what I chose to nominate for the this next club. Came real close. But uh, I might nominate it then <laughs> next time. It'd be cool to get to eventually. Uh, but yeah, look forward to that, PS5 owners. Okay, this one is just a little bit of a fun story. So earlier this week, my friend Swifty texted me and said, Hey, did you see that they're releasing a Final Fantasy line of t-shirts? So this is from Japanese fashion brand Uniqlo, which I believe also has American stores. They're, uh, they're doing one t-shirt for each uh, Final Fantasy. And I looked at them, and honestly, in my opinion, most of them are horrid. They look terrible. <laughs> what, what are these designs? If you go to the link yeah. here, Rich, you can see some of them. I'm not liking them. It's too... I don't know. It's it's too in your face with like the gamer stuff. I like my gamer apparel to be subtle, to where people that know will recognize it. And if they don't know, they'll just think it's like some kind of weird design. There are a couple of them I don't hate. Um, I like the ten one a little bit. Uh, I don't. It's too wordy. Yeah, the the twelve one is pretty cool, but I'm not a big fan of twelve. Uh, Corey said he liked the thirteen one, but I think that one's ugly as sin. Myself. Yep. The fifteen one is okay, and the sixteen one is not terrible. But <sighs> Rich, I can slap a, a logo or a screenshot on a shirt, which is what half of these are. <laughs> Yeah. It's kind of sad. The 9 one looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, Swifty liked uh, 9 as well. Is that is that Bahamut uh, mm-hmm. about to attack Alexander there? Yep. Okay. Do you think you'll end up being interested in any of these? Nope. <laughs> okay, well, they're only $18 each, apparently, so that's not terrible. No. I was expecting more than that, to be honest. So who knows? But fun little story. You guys can go and look at the whole line and decide for yourselves. Maybe maybe you guys will like them, and I'm just uh, I'm just too much of a fashionista. <laughs> Spoiler alert: no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not either, and I don't like them. Yeah. Oh well. So here's a weird thing that popped up uh, last week or so: mobile MMORPG Noon uh, Nino Kuni Cross World set for global release summer 22. Um, to my understanding, I thought that whole series was dead because the, the developing company for just, they stopped. 
So I someone else picked too. it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was surprised at a Nino Kuni MMO of all things. Like, a, I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but you would think that they would want to continue and make sure the main series is popular before they did that. Yeah, I'm looking at the screenshots and everything. It's It looks cool. It looks like it's still in the world, uh, but it has something to do with uh, you being able to swap in and out of worlds uh, in your dreams and in the real world. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything crazy on there. But yeah, it's like with uh, Wrath of the White Witch, Studio Ghibli created the anime cutscenes and Joe uh, Hasadi uh, composed the soundtrack and... Let's see. Choose from five characters: engineer, destroyer, swordsman, witch, and rogue. There's no names. You just that's the classes, I guess. Um, we'll see. I may give this a whirl since it's maybe an in, Unreal Engine four. Um, yeah, interesting. We'll see. Interesting enough to have a weird MMO. Yeah, I'm not interested, but uh, given the <laughs> art style, I, I I might play Nino Kuni one day. Yes, <laughs> you will. So this is kind of an old story at this point, but it's too big of one for us not to report on. Uh, so Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel that has been uh, delayed till the spring uh, 2023, which is sad because they had previously announced it would be sometime this year. We've already been waiting a long time for this sequel. Um, but, you know, I'd rather them take the time it needs to bake in the oven and make sure it is a worthy successor to the original. But what if it's coinciding with the new switch that's that's some speculation i've i've been i feel like i've been ran into the ground with rumors about the switch pro at this point so like i don't believe anything until nintendo shows it at this point just because of um you know there were rumors like almost confirmed rumors from like bloomberg about the switch pro and then just when the, the fire reached its peak of those rumors, they announced the, the OLED. So who knows what the yeah, fuck's that's happening. That's probably because Nintendo's like, oh yeah, stupid Americans, blow our story. Not the Switch Pro, OLED. We'll save yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe they decided to delay it due to uh, you know the chip shortages. But yeah, that, that really hasn't true. gotten any better from what I understand. So No. Um. This it did include a new sh- uh, this footage that they showed when they announced this included one brief news shot that we hadn't seen before of Link uh, looking at the Master Sword, but it's been like all fucked up and destroyed, like kind of half melted and shit. Um, so who knows what that means? I could speculate about that for a while. Some kind of corruption from his encounter with Ganon, probably. But it's the worst the sword's ever looked. <laughs> I'll say that. Uh. I did see one funny tweet about this. You know that quote uh, from Miyamoto? It's like a good, uh, a delayed game is eventually good. A uh, a game not given the time to finish is will always be bad, or something like yep. that. Uh, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but the tweet was: uh, Nintendo fans don't post the Miyamoto delay challenge, uh, delay quote challenge, because <laughs> everybody always <laughs> does that when a Nintendo game is delayed. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. And Nintendo has plenty coming out for themselves this uh, oh, yeah. this year anyway, like Xenoblade 3 and Splatoon 3 and uh, uh, Mario Strikers. They have, the, they have Mario Strikers. They have the Mario uh, pa- Pass, the Mario Kart Pass thing that they're doing. Like, oh, yeah. They got a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fine. fine. 
exactly. I can't they wait though. I've waited so long. I thought when they announced the sequel that we might only be like a year or so out because they already had so many assets they could reuse. Apparently that wasn't the case. No. Oh yeah. Alan Numa, the Zelda producer, also had a pretty fly new haircut. <laughs> He's looking much <laughs> less shaggy these days. But that's aside the point. That was our last real news story this week, but I thought it'd be fun. You know, we now what we covered like three things today that had been previously announced in that big NVIDIA leak. Yup. I thought it might be fun to go back and look at what was actually in that leak and, you know, see what's come to pass, what we, uh, hasn't come to pass, what we might be able to expect. So from Sony, you know, they did Demon Souls, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, which, uh, Gran Turismo 7. Did, did Gran, Turismo, Gran Turismo 7's been announced now, right? Yeah. It's out. Yeah. Rise of Forbidden West, Returnal, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. Um, and then, of course, the big things from Square Enix are that we still haven't gotten. You know, the Chrono Cross remaster, Kingdom Hearts 4, Tactics Ogre, uh, all that was announced. We got the Dio Field Chronicle, which was the new strategy game in the league. Mm-hmm. The big things we're waiting on are Final Fantasy IX Remake and the Final Fantasy Tactics remaster. So, I mean, I think that's all but confirmed at this point, right? I would I would think so. And then, you think of this way, the Tactics Org, they're doing that stuff. Um, Tomb Raider, 25th anniversary, they've already talked about that stuff, and I think that's going to happen. Um, oh, shit, you're right. Just uh, maybe last week, they did announce yeah. that um, they're working on a new Tomb Raider game in Unreal Engine yeah. 5. So, yeah. so, so that's this has all come to pass, basically, except for the... Nine remake and the tactics remaster. Yep. I think um, people shouldn't get too excited though about the nine remake. I think it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be like a full blown remake like in the style of seven. I think it's going to be like yes, it will be a remake, but it'll have much more like updated. You can think of it more like a remake in the style of like three or four, where the graphics aren't going to blow you away, but it will look much better than the original. Why must you do that? How dare I mean, you? I don't know. I want a full seven remake. It would be cool, but I just don't see them doing that at this point. I think it'll still be really cool. I just I want to temper expectations. Yeah, <laughs> I get there. it. I get it. It's not gonna be. Think of like uh, like you said the the three. I don't want the three uh, style. I would much rather have like um. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. Yeah. Maybe ten style. Yeah, character model. Just update it. Yeah. Hopefully, it's more than what what the eight remaster was. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it will be if they're calling it remake. But yeah, uh, looking on down the list, Bioshock 2022. Uh, Bioshock I'm sure that's RTX remaster. Yeah, XCOM three. I think that got announced, right? I could be wrong. Uh, I think so. Sega had SMT five on their list, and uh, Judgment that was announced. Uh. Let's see, Frost says Waff style. Yeah, that's what I, I was thinking too. Like more in the style of like Waff's art style, which would be cool. I would I be. Think. I know. Not I not so like the mad. shitty art style. Okay, like, I was like, yeah, I'd yeah. be so mad. Yeah, I hope not. That would be terrible. Uh, Mirror's Edge RTX remaster. What else we got? Um, Mortal Kombat 12. The Resident Evil 4 remake. I wonder if that was the V. Well, we know that's being worked on. Street Fighter 6 got announced as well. 
Man, I can't believe how big this leak was. It's crazy. Uh, Tekken 8. Konami has MGS2 and MGS3 HD. I don't know why that's needed. I thought we already had those games in HD. Well, how old is this article? I think this article is pretty old at this point. It would have been nice if there was like an updated article out there. But yeah. So I thought that would just be fun to revisit and just get excited and hyped all over again. Oh, this was updated nine days ago. What about um, Frost also suggests you could do FF9 with like the style of Bravely Default 2. That's kind of uh, like, that's not what I want, but closer to what I would expect from this. Yeah. If it does come to pass. Um, but hopefully they would like add, you know, voice acting and all kinds of other improvements. Because I think Corey would probably like Nine if it had voice acting. I thought he liked Nine. Oh, he did not. That's yeah, he doesn't. Bitch. <laughs> exactly. Um, he barely remembers it when I talk about the characters. He was like, which character was that? He remembers Vivi and he remembers Quinna. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's the most popular ones that people like blown up. You got yeah, see- right. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, okay, but yeah, that's it for that. Um, we did have some news items here. The PlayStation Plus tiers that was announced. So hopefully, we'll have a lot of more RPGs to play from the PS One, PSP. You know, olden days. If you subscribe to that, uh, you got any quick thoughts on those tiers? No, I just. <laughs> I hope that they actually bring a lot of these games back. If uh, one thing that Xbox has going for them is the Game Pass and bringing back other games that they can play, the old stuff. I mean, that's, you know, the big topic of game preservation Yeah, is a big deal. Um, so if Nintendo is smart and they're like, listen, this is what this will cost. Here you go. And people will sign up for it. I will. If they... I need to see the library of the the backlogged games. Well, yeah. If it's if it's comparable or close to what they have already on the PS3, uh, PSP, Vita, uh, digital stores, then that's amazing. If it's just Sony titles and they don't really have third party buy ins, say from Square, then it's going to be a no from me, dog. So yeah, that's true. I get that. There's there's a couple games on there that I really wish they would bring back. Um, Legends of uh, Lagaya yeah. and Legends of Dragoon. Dragoon, maybe. Lagaya was never even on the PS3 store, though. Uh-uh. Uh, nope. That's never been re-released in, in that digital company, form. Yeah, that company that, that created that mm-hmm. is is long gone. Long, long, long gone. Like, yeah. I don't know who has a source code for that thing. Like, There's I'm also, sure it's in Sony's vault. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I know a lot of people would be excited because PSP titles are included in on this if we finally mm-hmm. got some kind of re-release of Crisis Core. Ooh. Because that's never been available in digital, any kind of digital format. No. Nope. Um, and the thing is, like, the, the tier that you get all these old games on is pretty damn expensive. What's like $120 a year or some shit? Oh, God. Yeah. A lot of people say it's fair because the... Um, if you combine the 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 price of PlayStation Plus now, and then PlayStation TV or whatever it is, their streaming service, it would be close to that anyway. And you are getting both of those services on these this high tier, ah. but still, that's <laughs> way more expensive than Game Pass. Yeah, I wish they had just like done a Game Pass style system rather than this. Well, tier. Well, actually, no, it's not. Game Pass is more expensive. Is it fourteen ninety nine a month? 
times by 12. That's fair. Um, I know I there's some games that. that you can't um, stream, but yeah. But I didn't want to spend too much time on that. There's also the matter that it seems that Game Boy and Game Boy Advance uh, games are coming to Nintendo Switch online. Are you excited about that? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they bring back the other stuff, like the Pokemon games and whatnot. But like the thing is, they're shutting down the eShop store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that's a good thing, you know, to help offset that. But again, Nintendo Switch Online has been pretty bad about not having third third-party games in there. So, you know, we'll see the Zeldas, but I'm trying to think of what other RPGs are on the Game Boy game. Uh, Golden Sun probably will make its way there eventually. But, you know, Nintendo's not necessarily the RPG king, especially back in those days. Anyway, I just thought that was exciting stuff. But uh, I think that's going to be it for the news. So going over the RPG releases quickly. RPGs that have come out in the past week. We got Neptunia Cross Sinron Kagra Ninja Wars. What a mouthful. That came to Switch on April 19th in North America and to Europe on the 22nd. On the 21st, we got Chernobylite to PS5 and Xbox Series. Also on the 21st was Enerchard, Switch, Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC. On the 26th was Demon's Gaze Extra to PC. On Also on the 26th, King Arthur Knight's Tale exited early access. On the 27th, Echoes of Mana came to mobile on April 27th. I wonder if that's any good. It's a Mana game, oh. so probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, and then also on the 27th, Holomento uh, entered early access on PC. But that's what came out this past week. So coming out in the coming week, um, it's kind of a little slow. Um, you have Age of Grit, which is PC, May 3rd, exiting early access. Uh, Warhammer 40,000, Chaos Gate, uh, Demon Hunters, PC, May 5th. Um, and Citizen Sleeper, Xbox, uh, Xbox One, Switch, PC, May 5th. Uh, so yeah, that's a lot of news we've had today, Scott, just a lot. And we're just about at the hour mark now. So we still managed to cover it in a reasonable amount of time. I reckon. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So shall we go to our outro then? Let's do it. from Kingdom Hearts Dearly Beloved Snowlax Remix. You can find that on YouTube. Nice. But that is a lot of news we covered since the Chrono Trigger review. You know, it was a three unexpected three-parter. We had a lot to go over. <laughs> but uh, speaking of reviews, Rich, what's the plan for next week? We are going to review Tales of Arise. That's the most recent RPG review that we've had in a long time. Not counting the RPG Club games. Yes. And I think I said this earlier, but Corey will be on uh, that episode as well. I'm so excited. Yes, should be fun. I'm expecting a two-parter out of this. Yeah, so it hopefully. will be a two-parter. Yeah. 
Um, as for the RPG Club, again, the newest game is Final Fantasy 13. The club kicks off on May 1st, Sunday. Uh, do not start before then, or I will find you and I will uh, tar and feather you. Darn. But just so everybody's aware, the first checkpoint is to complete Chapter 3, the Lake Brescia chapter, by Sunday, May 15th. Launching into our plugs, please rate and review us on your podcasting service. It helps the visibility of the podcast quite a bit. Um, we're on, the reviews are on Spotify now as well, so if you're using Spotify, please uh, give us a star rating. You don't have to write anything on Spotify. Uh, but that would help us out a lot. Yes. And tell your friends. People, I know you guys got some RPG friends that are like not on Twitter and Discord and shit, so tell them about us. Do it. Do it. Uh, one way to support the show is Patreon, uh, the great way to help us continue what we do every day. Um, you get early episode access, add free episode, extra reviews, RPG Club, and much, much more. Um, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash RPG after years. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we stream every episode, uh, usually Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time at uh, twitch.tv slash RPG after years. And I'll also throw in that I do download the videos of these streams and put them on our YouTube channel. So you can find us, you know, RPG after years on YouTube. Yes. Uh, if you'd like to leave us some feedback for today's episode, let us know what you thought. You can email us RPG after years at gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us more live in our community that we built, uh, it is at Discord that can be found in the show notes or our pinned tweet on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, you can find the show at RPG Years if you'd like to reach out to me personally. I'm at the Scott Spot. You can find me at HailBlue1569. Thank you all for listening to us two awesome dudes talk about RPGs this week. You know, we got Kingdom Hearts 4, we got Breath of the Wild delayed, lots of shit happened. Yeah. But tune in next week for episode 110, in which we begin the Tales of Arise review. But until then, I'm Scott. And I'm Rich. Thank you for listening to the RPG After Years. Bye. Bye. Are you nostalgic for a simpler time? A time where controllers didn't have so many buttons. 
A time where games weren't so overly complicated by so many plot devices. Yeah. Me too. I miss my NES. Hi. <laughs> I'm Bill, and I absolutely love old video games. But I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. Each week, my friends and I will discuss games from the NES to the SNES. Games like Super Mario World, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Donkey Kong Country, The Legend of Zelda, Super Metroid, Balloon Fight, Punch Out! A Link to the Past, F-Zero, and so much more. The Super Switch Club is a Podcasters Assemble style show from the We Can Make This Work, probably, podcast network, where we'll be replaying and discussing some of our favorite video games from our childhood. So join us on the Super Switch Club, where you can relive the nostalgia of tearing your hair out over an NES game that loves to troll the shit out of you. Best of all, you can too. Head on over to probablywork.com slash superswitchclub now to learn more. Attack on Final Fantasy is a podcast where IP tried to complete every single Final Fantasy game using attack only. In between the weekly main episodes, I often post other bits and bobs, like games I play on a whim, or episodes featuring my lovely wife. Help me, you've got to help me, I've been kidnapped by a podcasting lunatic. So, come and join me over at Attack on Final Fantasy, wherever you get your podcasts. I think I'm pretty much everywhere these days, you lucky, lucky people.